I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10.3, Post Media's Canadian News Podcast. On this episode, just as construction was set to begin on the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion, the Federal Court of Appeal threw a major wrench into the process. We look at what the court ruling means for the future of the project, and two of its biggest backers, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Alberta Premier Rachel Notley. It's Tuesday, September 4th. This ruling is bad for working families, and it is bad for the security of our country, the economic security of our country. Albertans are angry. I am angry. Alberta has done everything right, and we've been let down. That was Alberta Premier Rachel Notley reacting to the Federal Court of Appeal ruling that quashed the approval of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. I'm joined in studio by columnist Graham Thompson. Graham, what can you tell me about the decision and why Rachel Notley is so upset? Yeah, she was furious, upset, um, almost emotional on Thursday. Normally, like she handles herself really well in front of uh, the, the news media. And what's got them so upset is that they're blindsided by the Federal Court of Appeals decision Thursday on the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And we thought... It's going to be two thumbs up. This We've seen 17 different court decisions, court challenges against the, the pipeline, and the pipeline had won every one of them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Notley, it goes back to this whole idea, This the fate of the government is tied to the Trans Mountain Pipeline for all kinds of reasons, but mainly because, of course, the government of, of Alberta brought in a, um, a carbon tax, uh, part of their climate leadership plan, and they've said, okay, there's a price there. It's not very popular, but look, the price is you're paying a carbon tax. The payoff, the reward, is that we get social license to get pipelines built to tidewater. And here we had the Trans Mountain Pipeline going through a lot of problems, but it seemed to be on track finally to be under construction. It, of course, it's being bought out by the federal government, but still, it's on track. And the final hurdle, really, was the Federal Court of Appeal decision that came out Thursday, and we're all assuming, and the government was assuming, Two thumbs up, here we go, and instead it's a brick wall. And yet Notley, basically, in her government, heading along at 100 kilometers an hour, and all of a sudden there's a ball, a, a wall in their way constructed by the Court of Appeal. And that has caused major problems for them because the future of this government, and of course they're behind in the polls, they're leading, um, they're being led by the UCP in the polls, they're far behind in the polls, and they thought we have a fighting chance to get this pipeline done. It's going to help us next next provincial election campaign next spring. And lo and behold, this decision comes down, and it is a shock. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the decision, it basically said that the review process that the National Energy Board used was flawed, and so the federal government could not grant approval for the pipeline based on that process and it also said that the federal government's consultation with uh, first nations along the route was lacking yeah the thing is it's interesting that there's two issues you're right Uh, one was the uh, failure to consult properly we saw that happen before courts have said the governments you have a duty to consult that's not not just paying lip service Mm -hmm. in fact we saw a federal court of appeal decision that basically killed northern gateway yep and they, the next court decision came down. It was really tough on the former Stephen Harper government saying you did not consult properly with First Nations, and that effectively killed that pipeline. Now, we thought, okay, this time around, you have the federal government, the liberals, led by Justin Trudeau, who has made a real effort at Truth and Reconciliation to, to reach out to First Nations. And we thought, 
there's no way they can say he has not done things properly to consult with First Nations, and lo and behold, this court said you haven't done enough. Second thing was National Energy Board, uh, the court said, should have included in its mandate a look at the increased marine traffic created by the pipeline. Of course, there'd be more, more ships sailing to the West Coast, uh, taking uh, filling up with uh, bitumen and heading off to Asia. And the NAB did not say it was supposed to be looking at the marine traffic, but the court said, yeah, you should, have looked at, you should have looked at the marine traffic. So these two things kind of blindsided the government. And so there's this decision now that even though it's interesting, it's a long, complicated decision, but the court said, look, you know, it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the issues that were uh, brought forward by some First Nations are very specific, and they're talking in the courts that this, now this could be dealt with relatively easily and relatively briefly, and it might just create a brief delay in getting the pipeline to go ahead. But, of course, define brief delay, first of all. Um, And even though right now you get the federal government saying, look, don't worry, this pipeline will get done, there's two different issues going on here. One is getting the pipeline done. Yeah, we'll get done. I'm sure it will. Give it four or five years, whatever. But Notley is under a much more tight timeline. Mm -hmm. She has to get something done before the next election. And the election is going to be in the spring. We're thinking May. So she can't wait a year or so. And a brief delay might be a few months or half a year, whatever, but that's going to be potentially fatal to her, her chances of surviving the next election. Does she pay a bigger political price here than the prime minister? He's been a, a big backer of this pipeline. It was his government that approved this pipeline uh, in, in part, as you mentioned earlier, based around Alberta's climate plan and, and the social license that they were looking for. But it, it feels like this is worse for her than it is for the prime minister. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It, it, I think all of her eggs are in the Trans Mountain basket politically, basically. Yeah. Like, nobody else in the country, a politician, has as much tied into this as she does. Yes, yeah, an issue for the prime minister. The federal government is buying the pipeline, uh, $4.5 billion. And interestingly enough, of course, within minutes of this court decision coming down, with the two thumbs down, basically, on this, uh, the shareholders that Kinder Morgan are asked, do you want to sell this pipeline to the Canadian <laughs> government? And now we shouldn't laugh because this is awful. It's, it's made bad things worse. The optics look so, so bad. When the courts turn thumbs down on the pipeline, at least temporarily, and then the shareholders are asked, do you want to sell us for $4.5 billion? Of course, 99% said yes. Who is the 1% uh, exactly, that would have said no There's always that. somebody, isn't yeah. there, saying, well, no, I'm going to keep this. No, this was <laughs> something that uh, the timing couldn't have been worse. It was a con- coincidental timing, but it's almost like the fates are giving the middle finger to uh, Notley and her government, because you're right. This is a huge deal. It's a much bigger deal for her. It could cause problems for the prime minister, but he has a lot of other issues going on. He's doing relatively well in the polls compared to Notley. Mm-hmm. She's well behind. This pipeline is life and death for her um, government politically speaking. So, and the thing is, it's not her fault what happened yesterday. You know, these things that were happening, NEB and the federal duty to, to consult, um, have nothing really to do with her. Like, and she is the victim. Like, she's caught in the middle. And she's felt before that Trudeau has not done enough. Uh, he, uh, and now she's really pushing the prime minister. So, yeah. so, so she said yesterday, look, um, prime minister, she, they talked on the phone saying, I want you to bring back parliament, you know, get something done. What they're not talking about here publicly is they want some legislation clearing the NEB of the duty to look at marine traffic. 
And that's one of the issues the court dealt with. And what Notley would like is for the federal government to bring in jurisdiction to say, look, the NEB does not need to look at marine traffic. We'll look at that separately. You know, we'll look at spill response as a government. We'll let the NEB off that one. And they have looked at spill response because that was part of the approval was giving money for coastline protection. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think Notley is thinking, look, we've got to find a way of getting this thing done. And she mentioned yesterday, get it pushing ahead uh, by spring. And that's, again, this is the timeline for her. Springtime, get this thing done and don't wait until later. Also, of course, uh, she is talking about uh, withdrawing from the federal climate plan, which is sort of a symbolic at this point because all it means is that, see, right now we have our own carbon price, carbon tax in Alberta. She just won't link it to the, the federal carbon tax when it increases in two years. It's kind of a moot point. A, it's two years away, and, you know, will she be premier in two years? And, and we're course, already paying the carbon tax in Alberta yeah, now. Yeah, and so I asked her yesterday, well, what does that really mean on a practical level? She said, well, look, you know, um, uh, we'll just stop promoting it or, or stop being an ally on it right now. But this is, even though it's a moot point, it's a symbolic point, it's an important point for her politically to tell Trudeau, look, I've had it. You better mm-hmm. start moving. I don't have time to waste. And again, when Trudeau comes back and says, look, we'll get this built. You know, again, yeah, Christmas is coming and that winter is coming. The check is in the mail. She needs to have some sort of deadline, a soon, a very quick deadline to have him do something to get this pipeline actually in the ground. And this, this can't be, yes, we've approved it. It will start construction sometime later. They need to see an actual approval where there's actually um, trucks and earth moving equipment actually digging holes in the ground and putting pipe in the ground. It just cannot be another, yes, it will get built one day. Even if they get to that point, you know, either the feds bring in this legislation to deal with the marine safety issue, uh, they get the consultations with First Nations dealt with quickly, or they appeal it to the Supreme Court, and this ruling gets overturned, which makes a lot of the concerns moot. Even if they do that, in time for the equipment to get going, is this loss large enough to overshadow any victory in the next few months? Yeah, I, I think that the problem is for her, the narrative's been set. You know, she, she's being, being, look, we'll get it built, we're getting it built. Of course, we haven't got it built. And I think the problem is the narrative's being set in people's minds that the NDP just could not get the job done. That's the problem she's going to have. And you've got, of course, you've got uh, the opposition saying, we could have got it built. Well, you couldn't have got it built. Or show us how you could have got it built. It doesn't matter. This is politics. Mm-hmm. Politics, uh, Kenny can say, look, we, we could have done a better job or we would turn off the taps to BC and force them to build it. That's all rhetoric. Um, but it doesn't matter. It can be really effective rhetoric. And the problem for Notley right now, the narrative's been set, I think, in the public's mind that she just cannot get this thing built. And even if they were to get pipeline in the ground sometime next spring, it has to be relatively early. If it's, if it's in the ground in May and the campaign's already begun, that's too late. She has to have time to get it in the ground and do ad nauseum news conferences with earth, earth-moving uh, things in the background, digging holes and putting in pipeline with her a hard hat to try and reinforce the idea that she's actually got something done. The problem for them is the time is running out. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about a discount we're offering exclusively to 103 listeners on all post media digital subscriptions so you can get access to more great reporting on the Trans Mountain Pipeline and other issues that matter to you. When subscribing to the National Post, Vancouver Sun, Edmonton Journal, Calgary Herald, the Montreal Gazette, the Ottawa Citizen, or the Regina Leader Post, and the Saskatoon Star Phoenix, just enter promo code PODCAST. 
and you'll get 50% off a one-year digital subscription. It's a great way to stay informed. Again, that's promo code PODCAST. Are there any winners here politically other than Jason Kenney? Does BC's premier come across as a winner in this? Uh, anybody else on the national scene that well, looks good here? Yeah, yeah, First Nations, of course, are saying that they've won this and this is helping them. The thing is, they tend to forget there's actually First Nations in favor of this pipeline who are feeling uh, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, Horgan, this helps him out. Um, it's interesting. This sort of a, Even though in the short term, you got environmentalists saying this this is good. You know, we've won this fight and potentially it's going to be a major problem for the pipeline. Looking longer down the road, though, this the death of this pipeline, of course, or even the premature death, or even if it's a temporary death that will one day come back uh, to life in two or three years, is that it causes a major problem for Rachel Notley. So if you're an environmentalist, what this does actually helps then Jason Kenney win the next election. Yeah. So you're going to have Kenney, Scott Moore in Saskatchewan, Doug Ford in Ontario, all getting together to gang up on Trudeau to help shoot down his pan-Canadian climate plan. That's going to take the the country backwards. So the emissions uh, standards and the Paris protocols are in danger. So in other words, yes, you stop the pipeline now, but the problem is environmentally, this could be a much bigger hit for Canada's uh, emissions control. And look at uh, Notley. The biggest issue right now in the, in the world dealing with emissions isn't the Trans Mountain Pipeline or even oil sands. It's coal, burning coal worldwide mm-hmm. is the biggest problem. And the Alberta government has taken steps to um, fast track the phase out of coal. So here's a government in Alberta doing a lot of things right on the environment and getting no credit for it with the environmentalists outside or even inside Alberta. And how are they going to feel when potentially Kenny wins and starts dismantling the climate leadership plan and the carbon tax and taking things backward on the climate front. That's a bigger problem that the environmentalists haven't really seemed to grasp. Now, going back to uh, Horrigan, though, politically, it doesn't hurt perhaps to have a Premier Kenny in Alberta for Horrigan to use as a foil mm-hmm. and next election by saying, give me a mandate, you know, in BC to, to take on the the climate um skeptics in uh, in Alberta. So I think it may actually help out Horgan in different levels, uh, both short-term as well as longer-term. Of course, we're getting to all the Machiavellian um, <laughs> plots here behind well, the scenes. Poli- yes, and th- yeah, exactly. Chesky, you're thinking two or three moves ahead. And right now, Notley is just trying to get that one friggin' pawn, the transmarine pawn line, just <laughs> move it forward a square without it actually being always constantly moved back yeah. or removed from the board completely. Now, that's how things look for Canada internally. But how do you think that a decision like this plays for people looking at investing in Canada or or building energy projects or anything like that? Where does this, what does this mean for us? Yeah, this is a a problem in terms of you had to have a federal government come in and basically buy, nationalize a pipeline. They bought it, didn't nationalize, they bought it. Yeah. Um, how does that look to people who are looking at investing in, in Canadian uh, companies? Also, this is the idea, um, you know, we're looking at, of course, uh, the uh, Keystone Pipeline. And you imagine people in the U.S. saying, uh, you know, um, why does Canada have such a problem getting a pipeline to 
to tidewater or ocean. They got they got plenty of ocean ports. They got plenty of of, of coastal line. What's taking so long? And it's, it's a fair enough question to think. What is wrong with the Canadian system that won't allow a pipeline, something pretty simple, to get done? Now, of course, you get people on the other side saying it's good for the environment to kill us. It's, it's good for First Nations and the, the duty to consult. But there's also that idea in a practical, real life situation where you have a government like the NDP that's very much in favor of consulting with First Nations mm-hmm. and truth and reconciliation. It's doing what it can on the climate leadership front, and it's reducing emissions and phasing out coal and bringing in a carbon tax, and even that doesn't help it get a pipeline built. And there's a whole, I think, different universe that there are people looking at you know, climate change and, and shutting down fossil fuels. You can't do it overnight. It's going to take time, and the, we still need an economy to grow. And the NDP was, I think, doing a lot of things right to try and get this pipeline done, and they still apparently now could not get it done. It's, it's not completely dead yet, um, but i got to say, my yesterday when that court decision came out, I wrote a column really quickly, mm-hmm. and I, my, my opening line was... Um, this might not be the end of the NDP government, but, it sh- but you can see it from here. Yeah. And I think that's how I feel, and that this is a problem. You cannot say, yes, they're definitely going to lose the next election, but i got to say, based on what's happened in my experience watching this, it, it, I think it's pretty much a certainty they're going to lose the next election. Now, after the decision came out, uh, I started to see on social media lots of talk about how this would reignite the fires of Western separatists Alberta separatism. Do you think that this will help push that along? Or the fact that Jason Kenney is a popular right-wing leader, um, potentially the next premier of Alberta, and he seems to be a fairly staunch federalist, that kind of tamp that down a bit. Yeah, and I think you know, the whole Western alienation, yeah, that will grow. Western separatism, I have to laugh because... If you're having a problem getting a pipeline built now when you're actually part of Canada, good luck when you're actually not a part of Canada. <laughs> like, where, where, where are you going to put it, right? Yeah, our coastline in Alberta. Um, yeah, I think that you know, people will get angry. And the thing is right now, politically, though, uh, Kenny can play into that. Mm-hmm. He can play to it and say, yeah, I'll, I'll get tough with Ottawa. I'll be tougher than Notley was. I'll get tough with BC. I'll turn the taps off to British Columbia. And then we'll see how they like it. So he can play to that sentiment for political gain. Because if he wins the election... He, you know, turning off the taps, what does that actually get you? Like that, that's, that's the problem is um, you can talk about it as an opposition leader, make some political hay out of it, get some political capital out of it, but it doesn't actually go anywhere. So, but, but still, you can see the frustration Albertans have. And you're right, um, Kenny is a very strong federalist, and he has been talking about how this country is broken and how he's going to help fix it. That's more political, I think, spin but it's very effective for him right now what's actually happened on Trans Mountain in all kinds of ways. So where does this leave Alberta and Canada when it comes to pipelines uh, either planned or under construction? You know, Energy East didn't go anywhere. Northern Gateway didn't go anywhere. We have potentially Trans Mountain not going anywhere. Where, where are we at? Yeah, th- th- this is a big question right now. I think the Trans Mountain pipeline will get ahead. I think that because the court has said, you know, um, there'll be relatively, um, you know, easy fixes. That I'm, not, I'm not quoting there. They said it could be relatively easy and relatively brief. 
because um, we own it now. Well, we own so, it, and and the federal government we can't has, sell it if it's not there. Well, and the thing is, the thing is that pipeline right now. There's a pipeline there. Is, is put, they're putting oil and bitumen through it every day. Yeah. The big issue here, of course, is the expansion project, twinning it so they can triple the the amount of bitumen and other oil being put through it and put it off to Asia. So it's still there. It's a money making uh, investment. You can call that. It's not as if the government's just throwing money into a hole in the ground. Now the problem is. Uh, other uh, projects down the road, it's a case of can we get anything done because of the courts, the decisions they've made. But this one, I think, this one will get done. It's just going to take a bit longer than the NDP would like. So it's not all doom and gloom. Projects will get done. And I think maybe it's a new way of dealing with things, a new way of thinking. Governments have to change the way they're thinking and addressing First Nations, especially when you have Trudeau and his government of all things run afoul of the courts on the issue of duty to consult. Um, so I think that, yes, we can get things done, but it does cause major problems. It does create question marks, and it does delay things. And bottom line, we're dealing with Alberta politics. This potentially is a fatal blow we saw yesterday dealt to the Notley government by a federal court. Okay. Graham, thanks very much. it be my pleasure. In response to the Court of Appeal ruling, Trudeau's two main political opponents wasted no time piling on the Prime Minister. Conservative leader Andrew Scheer called the decision another gut punch to Canadians. Quote, This was a $4.9 billion acquisition with no plan for completion, he said. And today we find out that the goalposts have been missed again by this Trudeau government. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh who opposes the project, blasted the Liberals over concerns for coastal communities and marine life. Quote, climate leaders don't buy or expand pipelines, he said. Trudeau's point man on the pipeline file, Natural Resources Minister Amarjeet Sohi, meanwhile cautioned Alberta against abandoning the federal climate strategy. He told the CBC that, quote, in order to build a large project such as a pipeline, you need to have a very effective climate action plan and you need to be mindful of your obligations to consult Indigenous peoples, he said. Without those, he said, you will not get a pipeline built. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama and Carrie Ann Sproul. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.